And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, somehow in the Christian journey, a paradigm was created. A paradigm is viewing or looking at something animate or inanimate. When the Bible teaches us to walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it's not saying to deny what is being seen. Instead, the Word teaches us to add to the picture for a better understanding. This requires us to look at the situation or the scenario and not pretend it doesn't exist. Get that? Next, fear is a killer of faith. Fear is a confidence that the bad, the evil, or the wrong will win the day. Fear is captivating. Ironically, faith is liberating. Jesus came to set the captives free from bondage. That bondage is to sin and fear. Fear keeps people's eyes glued to the TV, glued to the internet, glued to social media. Faith keeps our focus on Jesus Christ, praying to our Heavenly Father, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, having our eyes glued to the Word of God. Only one of those is correct, so choose. And finally, have you ever seen the movie, a movie or a TV show, or any other form of entertainment where the character, in a thick Italian accent, says, forget about it, forget about it. Most of the time, uh, that is what we do. But we just do it in the wrong things. We forget about what the Lord has done and dwell in what we think the Lord should do, but that's backwards. We should remember what the Lord has done and wait and see what he's going to do. Capiche? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Uh Uh-oh. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show live. That is... David at he must increase.org. That's the email address. David with that goofy A thing with a circle over it. David at that with that goofy thing. He must increase.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you will talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be... All right, now the reason that you can reach out to us, it's multiple. there's multiple answers to this, multiple reasons. Number one, as you know, the, any topic's basically open for conversation because why? Because it's not professional radio. 
is not even close to professional radio. In fact, none of us here know what professional radio is. That makes it easier. So you can talk about anything. We can talk about do our best to get through it. Call and ask a question. We will do our best to answer. My first answer is six, and then we'll just see where it goes from there. Uh, Additionally, if you want prayer for something you're going through, maybe a praise report you want to share with other people, it's not a kvetch fest. There are many places to do that, and we support many of them, although complaining in and of itself on a continual basis is definitely a sin, so you don't want to do that. But you want to trust the Lord, believe in him, have confidence that what he's doing has purpose, what he allows has purpose. And then additionally, with all those other goofy things, we do teaching every once in a while. I know it's bizarre to think that. And we ask trivia questions. Here's your trivia question. Who did Joshua take over for as the commander-in-chief of the Israelites? Yes, we've asked it before. Yes, I know we did it only three days ago. I'm aware of that. Who did Joshua take over as commander-in-chief? Boy, he was something else, Joshua. That's why I named my son Joshua. Just let you know. Uh, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. So you can do any of those things. We do have somebody calling in, uh, probably going to be answering the trivia question before we get there. A couple things to remind you. Tomorrow we're going to be preempted for What's that basketball theme? I can't even do that one from the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know. It's like like, Sweet Georgia Brown. Yeah, that one. That wasn't even close, was I? That was terrible. Oh, my goodness. Chris is crying now behind the – okay. So uh, don't forget about uh, supporting the ministry. We need that. I mean, uh, just so you can know, not only do I not have a jet, I have an older car. Not only do I have an older car. Uh, With gas prices going up, it's getting harder (laughs) just – so I'm driving 37 miles each way. So you just keep us in prayer. And then I do need prayer to finish school strong. I've got these two classes in my defense. I don't sense a problem. But I always get, like, uh, uh, more anxious than I need to. I mean, I don't know why I do that. So my wife says it's because I need, you know, two words, therapy. Uh, anyhow, here we go. Uh, the question is, and then we'll have somebody who's going to answer it. The question is, who did Joshua take over as commander-in-chief of the Israelites? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How hey, are you? Good, Gary. I'm Actually, I'm doing really good today. My knee doesn't hurt, but I'm not going to the gym. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just chilling out, you know what I'm saying, just doing my stuff, but I'm doing great, so I appreciate you asking me that. Well, that's good. I'll keep praying for you. Please do. Okay. Commander-in-chief. We would all like this guy to be the commander-in-chief, but who did he take over? Who did Joshua take over for? Moses. That is correct, sir. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. Ask you something. It's a little tougher, but it's okay. Do you remember what particular event took place where all the people were like, "This guy is as re- is respected as Moses." Do you remember what event happened for Joshua after Moses died, and then you go into the beginning of Joshua? What the Lord did miraculously that everybody went, "Wow." That at Jericho? That's it! Yes! Great job! That's right. Excellent job, my brother. I knew I can count on you for that. Good job there. (laughs) I appreciate it very, very much. Well, thank you. All right. God bless, bro. God bless. 
All right. Excellent job. There we go. All right. Let me get into this text now. This portion is really cool. I want you to be aware of this. I, I don't want to mess this up, although I probably will. So, so, you know. All right. Uh, Nehemiah. Where am I? Uh, there we are. Nehemiah chapter 4. I think we're still in chapter 4. This is verse 14. And this is Nehemiah. Now we're getting into the heavy-duty stuff with Nehemiah. And I like this part, just so you can know. Nehemiah, so he goes through the things. Remember, he said, I placed armed guards behind the lowest part of the wall, exposed the areas. I stationed people to stand guard by the families, uh, armed with swords, spears, and bows. It says this in verse 14. It's a small verse, but it's really important. Then I looked over the situation. I want to say something about Christians and how they walk. When you are walking in faith, it doesn't mean you don't look at a situation. When Abraham was told that he would be the father of many nations, when he was given promise where things were taking place, it's not like he said, oh, well, I just won't see anything that's going on. He just, it's not that he obliterated the realistic thing that was taking place. He did something that we should do, that the scripture commands us to do, is he took the same situation and he inserted God into it. So you have a, you have a picture of a situation, you have a, something going on, you have a scenario and you're looking at it, and that's not inappropriate. Here Nehemiah examines what's going on. He said, I looked over the situation. And as it looks in the flesh, in the norm, in the human realm, it uh, usually looks a little thin. Well, not the good way, but it looks thin, like, ugh, how are we getting through? But as soon as you take that same situation and insert God into that situation, as soon as you recognize Jesus as a part of that situation, as soon as you think, well, if Jesus was sitting right here, would I look at this differently? That's the one you got to answer. If Jesus was right here with me, I'm sorry, I'm with you even unto the end of the age, Jesus said. So he is. That's how you look at it. You look at the situation. You don't deny it, but you look at it with God. And when you look at it with God, it creates the possibility of hope and change in the miraculous. That is how we're supposed to look at things. With God. How does it look sitting next to him? A lot better. Yeah? All right. We'll take a break and then coming back, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. (laughs) 
No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turn. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay, All right, let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. As you get ready for your next trivia question, we are going to play the horn. All right, now, the reason we're playing the horn is because the last two trivia questions, actually the first trivia question in the first first half of the first half of the show, which we can never figure out, had to do with the 12 spies. Here's not, here's the next question. How many spies did Joshua send into Jericho to spy out the land? So you have to listen. How many spies did Joshua send into Jericho to spy out the land. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I got two two guesses from Al. <laughs> just going to say. Okay, keep guessing. <laughs> Julian and Cordelia, they're always on top of it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, bam, 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 bam. Okay, so that's the question. And remember that the reason we did that, (laughs) now he's giving me other lines, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, How many spies did Joshua secretly send into Jericho to spy out the land? That's the question. In the meantime, 
we have on Funday Monday uh, a couple things. One, I tried to do a dribble sound. It did really good. I tried to do the theme from Sweet Georgia Brown, like kind of thing. So guess who found the theme from Sweet Georgia Brown? Go ahead, Gab, Chris. This is what I was trying to sound like. You know, you know what? I can't believe I can't believe my whistle was not that good. Apparently, I have to take whistling classes or something. Okay. Now, this is a classic joke. This is our little joke time here. Most people are like, well, "I'm never listening to this show again." Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, here we go. A little boy was overheard talking to himself as he struggled and strutted through a backyard. Wearing his baseball cap and toting a ball and a bat. I am the greatest hitter in the world, he announced. Then he tossed the ball up into the air, swung at it, and missed. Strike one, he yelled. Undaunted, he picked up the ball and said again, I am the greatest hitter in the world. He tossed the ball into the air, and when it came down, he swung again. But he missed again. Strike two, he cried. The boy then paused a moment to examine his bat and the ball, looked at him carefully. He spit on his hands and rubbed them together, straightened his cap and said once more, I am the greatest hitter in the world. Again, he tossed the ball up into the air and he swung at it and he missed strike three. Wow, he exclaimed. I am the greatest pitcher in the world. Is that a good one? (laughs) I am the greatest pitcher in the world. Okay. I think it's amusing. Uh, I got another one. You want me to do another one? We're on a roll. It's fun day Monday. I mean, people can't mind, can they? Farmer Jones lived in the countryside alone except for his dog. His pet died, and Farmer Jones went to the pastor saying, Pastor, my dog is dead. Could you possibly do a service for the poor creature? pastor told the farmer, no, we can't have services for animals in the church, but I'll tell you what, there's a new denomination down the road a piece, and no telling what they believe, no telling what they believe in, and maybe they'll just do something for the animal. Farmer Jones said, okay, I'll go right away. By the way, do you think a $50,000 donation is good enough for a good service for the, for the animal? The pastor replied, well, why didn't you tell me the dog was Pentecostal? <laughs> See, if you guys understand why that's funny... And I love you. <laughs> That's all. I'm going to leave it there. Here's our trivia question again. How many spies did – this is the one we're on, right? I think this is the one we're on. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. How many spies did Joshua secretly send into Jericho to spy out the land? Get uh, Back to our text here in Nehemiah. So you have to understand how Nehemiah is going to go and how we're going to teach it. And I've decided that when I'm teaching uh, in these bigger bulk books. We're going to do this when we do Job and uh, and Genesis, so on and so forth. We're going to be a little less expository, a little more point-oriented in the bigger books, but stick on the specific expository when we're doing the smaller books, because it just seems like that works out a better way to teach. But this portion here, this next so many verses, I am doing expository because it's really quite fascinating. So after Nehemiah says, it says, then he, then as I looked over the situation. So what I want you to get is what Nehemiah is going through is he's got the 
the people. There's some complaining on the inside. There's some complaining on the outside. There's people that say they're not enemies, but they're not being very supportive of the work. I mean, hello. They're actually sharing news from the enemies. And it's like it's kind of a yucky situation. The people are building the wall. Well, they've got uh, their their tools in one hand. They've got a sword in another hand. they got people looking all over the walls because they're being threatened. They're being challenged on a regular basis. And he's overlooking the whole situation. And he says, I'm looking over this whole thing. And this, and this is what he concludes. I called together the leaders and the people. Whenever it says leaders and the people, that means Everybody, okay. the leaders, no, the leaders and the people, like everybody. I called together the leaders and the people, and I said to them, ready? Don't be afraid. Now, I'm going to just key in on that point for a couple of reasons. Because fear is an immobilizer for the Christian. And what we are afraid of is often something that has not happened yet. And there's, it's not, it's the same thing with worry. It's like it hasn't happened yet. The fear thing hasn't happened yet. What's gonna happen? I don't know. It's like that's the fear process. The the difficulty there is that we're having fear interfere or get in the way of our faith, and fear reduces faith in its own way. If you operate in fear, you're taking out your faith. You're, you're reducing it. it uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But what we need to be aware of is that when we have fear, we are putting ourselves in a bondage. That's what I want you to catch. So he gets the leaders together. He gets the people together. He overviews the situation. Can we just be honest about the situation? They're under enough pressure where the people who are building the wall are building with, with mud in one hand and a sword in the other hand. Now, can you imagine your task? And you're like, well, with one hand, we're doing this. But with the other hand, we're doing this. Talk about multitasking. I mean, this is the ultimate. And the idea behind this is to understand that even though that's going on, even though they're they're having trouble within, they're having trouble without from their enemies, they're having trouble outside of that with people who are supposed to be neutral, Right? They, they've been told that they're going to be attacked at any time. Everybody's on guard. Talk about high edge. It's like it's like living on the living way. You're thinking, boy, one wrong step, I'm going to crack the eggshell. And the, the, the declaration from Nehemiah, the man of God appointed by God, is simply starts off with this. Do not be afraid. You're looking at that circumstance, and you're like, how? And it's exactly what we just said. Because when you insert God into the picture, which we in our terrible eyesight often don't do, which is why Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. It's The, the idea is that the situation always changes when you involve God. You know, if, you, if you've ever read Ecclesiastes, you, you know his the whole mindset, It's it, it, he's— He's like kind of like bummed out. <laughs> His whole mind, because he's operating outside of hope. And it's like, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is you can't do that. You can't function that way. That's a negative. That's something that hurts us. And when we keep our focus on Jesus Christ, 
and not the internet and not the social media and not the the things that uh, are said on television and not the bank account and not the words of people, but we are focused on God. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Now, I know it's been said, oh, there's 365 fear nots in the Bible, one for every day. That's wrong. Don't get mad at me. It's wrong. It's just not. It's cute. Fear is used way more than 365, but the expression fear not is about 129 or 130 times, something like that. The idea behind that is it doesn't matter, does it? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And if you will examine the life of Jesus Christ multiple times, he told his disciples, don't be afraid. In their case, it had to do with just looking at the miraculous going, I don't get it. In our case, it has to do with looking at our circumstances and being afraid that disaster is coming or being afraid that you're going to do something wrong, say something wrong, think something wrong, be something wrong, and that things are just going to come crushing down on your head because you failed. It's like, you know what? God is quite capable of handling all things, and we are supposed to handle all things into his hands. Get it? All right. Trivia? Here we go. Get that? All right. How many spies did Joshua secretly send into Jericho to spy out the land? The number is two. They're the ones that ran into Rahab, whom Rahab hid on uh, her roof under the flaxseed uh, situation. That's uh, everybody giving Rahab a hard time in her family. She's the one that brought salvation to her family. So yay, Rahab. That's what she'd say. She was the star then, wasn't she? All right. Uh, We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you. And we talked about that can happen through the Word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text, or somebody sends you a letter, or somebody calls you, or somebody sends you an email, or somebody looks at you funny, or somebody kind of glances, or somebody says something about you, or you hear something about yourself, or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. 
Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried. Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where your host just got a small little revelation from the Lord that I never saw before. Wow. Here we go with our trivia question. Now, remember, in our very, 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 very first trivia question, we asked about the spies, how they responded when they what they thought that the people thought of them. Then in our last trivia question, we switched and talked about Joshua's spies. Okay, now we're going back. See, so I want you to follow me. In regards to the spies, who were the only two spies to say to Moses that they should enter Canaan and attack the people? Who were the only two spies who told Moses we should enter Canaan and attack the people? What I never saw before that I just kind of caught was, I'm not going to say who the people are, but there were 12 spies, 10 came back with a bad report, 2 came back with a good report, and then Joshua only sent out 2. There must have been some correlation there because only 2 came back with good reports. Like, I'll send out 2. <laughs> no, I'm going to send out 12. They'll mess that up. <laughs> you just look at stuff like that and go, ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, so if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. A couple of things to tell you before we send you to the website. Uh, one, here's something that is just amazing. We have had people in our audience have, and I, I'm just going to tell you, by, I mean, originally it was one, then it was two, and then it was four, and then it was eight. We've had people have opportunities to witness or to share or to be called upon that has really increased in our audience. So one of the things I really want you guys to do is keep praying for opportunities and people to have the wisdom and sensitivity to respond to opportunities about sharing about the gospel. Because we've had a huge uh, uh, raising up of this in the last week. 
and that's one of the reasons why I'm seriously considering delaying the three-year anniversary by one show and going to see my brother-in-law because that would be kind of nice and it's a good opportunity. So that's number one. Number two, don't forget we're preempted tomorrow for basketball. This is where the whole basketball thing I'm hearing. See, because I wanted to go do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, but I can't do that. So we're preempted tomorrow for basketball. This is basketball. See? See how? All right, just to let you know, I had a, a kind of a decent relationship with Meadow Lark Lemon. He's so, he was so funny. And his kid is outstanding. Great, great Christian guy. All right, and then number three, okay, money. Money, 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 money. We need money, 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 money. So if you have an opportunity to give, give, because we need money, 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 money. And if you don't want to hear 5,000 bad jokes about money, you probably want to shut me up as soon as you can. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> That's the short one. All right. Uh, somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. I'm leaning over. Leaning over. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Samson. How are you? I'm doing fine, Samson. How are you doing? Good. What's happening? Are you are you ready to answer the trivia question? Because I know you know it. <laughs> uh, I, I guess uh, if you could repeat that, because I caught you in the middle of that uh, while you were stating the trivia. So got it. Could restate it. Yes. Uh, thing I Here we go. Here we go. Who were the only two spies to say to Moses that they should enter Canaan and attack the people? Joshua and Caleb. That is correct, sir! Joshua and Caleb. And like I said, I find it ironic that they sent out 12, 10 came back with a bad report, 2 came back with a good report, and then when Joshua sent out spies, he only sent 2. Like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not let you guys mess this one up. <laughs> so that's my thing. All right, what else is happening, my bro? Hey, uh, I have a prayer request. Did you remember uh, over the weekend I mentioned like some of our missionary friends are in Ukraine yep. and helping people. So yesterday they shared, uh, I think day before yesterday or yesterday they shared a report like there was another day. Two trains left with the evacuee, like the, all the refugees. They took from Kiev to Poland in the night hours with the, no lights on. And by by the grace of God and the protection of the God, like they all made it safely to Poland, and there was there was a, even the bombs were f- flying over left and right, but it didn't touch those trains. So that's a, a praise report. Amen. Uh, they, yes, and and that person also mentioned that yes, there are some some needs. So like if the audience could pray, and that would be great. And if they have any. Uh, want to help financially, just let us know. I mean, it's totally what if the Lord puts in their heart. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Excellent, yeah. excellent uh, testimony, excellent opportunity for people to respond. If you feel a need or have this uh, in their heart, what, can they reach you by email? Is there a way to get a hold of you? Well, they, they could uh, reach out to you and you let me know and I'll give you the direct link. I okay. have nothing to do with it. I'm Got only it. the conduit. 
Okay, you got it. And so if anybody has a desire to financially contribute, you let us know. We'll take those funds. We'll get in touch with Samson. We'll have a redirect take place so that he can get it to those people. And uh, and and But definitely keep praying, as you just heard. Great testimony. We pray for those people specifically. Yes, we know that that doesn't always get answered, but you rejoice when it does get answered. And the answer to this was safety for them, and that is a tremendous blessing. So excellent job, my brother. Thank you, brother, for sharing the the prayer request and the testimony. You got it. You got it. God All bless right. you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. See, so that's cool. I mean, how do you not see? It's like people go, well, how do you know? It's like, how do you know it didn't? <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you at the throne room of God? No? Okay. All right. We'll just move on. All right. This is – and this – where do you see this long, long – exegetical process we're about to do. So we got history. We'll do it for the next segment. Wait to see how long this is going to be. Ready? Get ready. It's really long, right? So this is what Nehemiah said, okay? This is what Nehemiah said, okay? Then I looked over the situation. We already talked about that. Called together all the leaders and the people and said to them, don't be afraid. Okay, cool. Ready? Remember. Ta-da! That's it. Bye-bye. Go home. Here's the bottom line. That's what we don't do that we need to do. There are certain things that are memorials, and they are memorials to testify to the faithfulness of God. When they took the stones uh, from the Jordan River and they set up uh, a small little uh, memorial, when Joshua took the stones and created, so there's really two memorials that came out of that situation, it was to remind the people to tell their families, this is what the Lord did. Remember it. Now, I want you to think about the things that God has done in your life, in your life, and, and all through, from the beginning to end, smallest to the largest, all the way through. Maybe it's uh, a one month, maybe it's uh, 101 months, maybe it's 1,001 months. I don't know. Here's what I know. God is always working in his people's lives. He's always taking care of his kids. And there are probably 100, if not a thousand memorials that you have in your individual life where God has said, look, I am helping you. I have been faithful. And our responsibility in walking forward in the midst of all of the yuck and all of the bizarre and all of the we don't get it is to remember. Remember the hand of God in your life. The Lord is great, and he's glorious, and he's fought for us, and he's helped us, and he's answered 10,000 prayers, if not more, and he's given us an ability to keep going, and when we're frustrated and we don't understand and then we, we lash out, even when we complain, he's merciful enough, he, he's graceful enough, he might correct us, but he corrects us out of his graciousness, Right? Eric said, write it down. That's a great thing. So I have in my uh, – um, well, it's a Word doc. <laughs> so I, guess I, I guess I have on my laptop, although with Dropbox 2 and my 19 different flash drives because I lose everything, I have a thing called Little by Little. And I've mentioned this before, and it's just such a cool thing. 
little by little, I write down one line or two lines, maybe more, or just a little less on something that the Lord has done. I started this when we came out to Texas, and I was uh, working out, really frustrated, didn't do the radio yet, trying to figure out what is it that the Lord wants me to do. I can't figure it out. I don't know. Is he even with me, blah, blah, blah. And the Holy Spirit prompted me strongly to start writing down this this paper called Little by Little. So the little things, write them down little by little. I have 37 pages in four years right now. How about that? I have almost a thousand lines. That's only in in less than four years. I've been a Christian for 43 years. Biggest miracles of my life happened prior. (laughs) You kidding? Write it down. Remember, it's a memorial. God is faithful. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Remember the faithfulness of God. It doesn't have to be your timing. It doesn't have to be your wisdom. It doesn't have to be your anything. Just remember who it is who's really in charge. He is. And he loves you and he's for you. Remember. One word. Remember. Okay? We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. What is the David Spoon experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon experience? These are church signs. Now, some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, and we let uh, Terrific T be the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip to sign a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. That's pretty good. Uh, This is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look? Have your faith lifted here. (laughs) Instead of face lifted? Come on. All right. Uh, An ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are. And it says, for fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. Okay, I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign that says "Open Sundays." Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having okay, having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. <laughs> 
while he's going Christmas. All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> They're saying the sign is broken. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long, and the pay is low. But the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay, not bad, not bad. Hey, 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 and then, uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. <laughs> U-turns. Hey, 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 hey. Not bad, right? That's all right. Right? It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah. A little funnier than the clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Basket Robbins. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Okay. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go. Last trivia question. A little harder. A little harder. But I can tell you that your answer will be in Joshua chapter 1. Fill in the missing words. Do not let this... Blank, 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 blank. Depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Okay? Do not let this, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the phone number to call. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What is it that the Lord instructed Joshua not to let to depart from him? Many of you should know this. Let's do our history real quick. Let's go All right, so for those that are still trying to figure out the trivia question, this is going to be found in Joshua 1. Fill in the missing words. Do not let this depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Many of you should know this, should know this, should know this. In the meantime, we'll do our history. Today is, get ready, cereal day. Okay. I celebrated with cereal this morning. Did you really? Do you have a favorite? I mean, mine's peanut butter Cap'n crunch. I just have no problem telling anybody that. What I do like you all do? the sugary cereals. Like uh, should, like flake, Frosted Flakes and stuff? Frosted Flakes is good. I like uh, Pebbles. Oh, that's a good one, too. I like the chocolatey Pebbles. See, I'm a more of a chocolatey, peanutty. You know, you know, that's my problem. Uh, today is, ready? Fun facts about names day. Fun facts about names. Got any fun facts about you, Captain Chris? No, not a one. Okay. (laughs) We have a fun fact about Spooner for Spoonerisms, but uh, we're not doing that now. Uh, National Be Heard Day, which is, I guess, is important for people to be heard, but that's also why it's uh, the celebration of 1876 when Alexander Graham Bell patented the telephone. Uh, I know there's a lot of shows on there that go, well, he did this, he did this, he invented the telephone. Get over, get over yourself. 
1912, first nonstop flight from Paris to London. French aviator Henry Simmet makes the journey in three hours. 1917, this will throw you for a little bit of a loop. The first jazz record. The original Dixieland jazz band releases Livery Stable. I think it's Livery. Library Livery Stable Blues and Dixieland jazz band One Step. I didn't know that. Who knew, who knew that? And then uh, 1983, the first broadcast of the Nashville Network, which is TNN, I guess. Is that really Nashville? That's what it is? I don't know. Yeah, TNN's still around. I thought they changed their name or something. Was it TNT or T- was that not the same thing? Or There's a bunch of those T channels. I know. There's a lot of them. Who can keep track? Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Nice to hear you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad your uh, leg's doing a little better. Yeah, it's, um, every every day I go through where it's not worse, I'm just so happy. <laughs> Doesn't take a lot these days, but yeah, that's that's the really the truth of it. All right, great trivia question, super important. Fill in the missing words. Do not let this blank, 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 blank depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it. What is that? I think it was uh, gospel of the word of God. Well, let's go with the word of God because it's a Joshua statement, and then we'll give a real specific. It's the book of the rhymes with raw. Law. Yes, that's it right there. I did. Thank you. Yeah, so that's it's the book of the law, but then then they didn't have the the gospel presented the same way. So this is from Joshua in Joshua chapter one, where it says meditate on this. Which, by the way, that word have you ever seen a burger where they flip it back and forth and back and forth? That's what the word meditate means. That's what we're supposed to do it in our mind. Flip it like a burger, although it doesn't say burger. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what you're supposed to keep flipping it over and flipping it over, going wow, 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 and then you can say, can I can I get cheese with that after? that <laughs> all right great job well, i appreciate it well, thank you all right. god bless you you too bye-bye. bye-bye one of our favorite callers deborah stepping in excellent job deborah thank you thank you thank you thank you all right so let's uh, finish up our text here uh that was the book of the law was the answer on that so i'm going to read through this can i because i gotta i have to finish this little segment because Next week, I have to pick up from it again. So that's why we need to make sure to do it correctly. Uh, This is Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. Then as I looked over the situation, talked about that, and uh, called together the leaders and the people and said to them, don't be afraid. Okay, got that. Remember, got that. The Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your friends, your families, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plan and that God had frustrated them. We all returned to our work on the wall. Let me tell you something that you and I, I don't want to say we take credit for it, but we miss that God is the one doing things behind the scenes on a regular basis in our lives. Do you know, I want to talk to you about this principle that we have. You ever heard of the expression divine appointment? 
where you uh, and it could be you, you always think of it. Well, I met this person, and uh, when I met this person and I talked to them, there was these uh, voices in heaven, and then all of a sudden it was uh, the a beautiful sunset, even though it was the middle of the day, and uh, all these trumpets blew, and that was this divine appointment. Let me explain to you something about divine appointments. They don't work that way. Okay, here's how a divine appointment works. Ready? I'm just going to help you. Saul, before he became king, lost his family's donkeys, or at least the donkeys were missing. So his dad said, go find the missing donkeys. Now, we assume, and maybe we should probably be careful about that, that he lost them, but maybe not. Maybe they just got lost. So the divine appointment was that Saul was looking for donkeys, but God was calling a king. That's a divine appointment. Not a lot of fanfare there. <laughs> a lot, not a lot of bells or whistles. Now, why do I bring that up? Because the simplistic act of you doing something for somebody close to you or connected to you, and then something builds from that is also a divine appointment. So what I had mentioned earlier in the show, we have uh, an increase of different opportunities of people sharing the gospel. We've had a, just an, I've had uh, a, an abnormal amount of people sending me stuff saying, hey, this opened up, this opened up, this opened up, this opened up. Those are all divine appointments. And why I'm bringing that up is because the Lord will frustrate the plans of the enemy, even if that means that you're able to share light or share some opportunity for people to be introduced to light in their lives, and the enemy's plans will not prevail against God and his kingdom. You don't have to be perfect for this to happen, to be used by God. In fact, I like what James Robinson says. God has been using imperfect vessels from the very beginning. He always has. He always will. I mean, that's just how do you deny that? That's absolutely true. He used man to write the Bible in a partnership with the Holy Spirit. And look how dumb we are. And yet, look how powerful the Word of God is. The idea behind this is for you to understand that God will frustrate when he wants to frustrate, when he's ready to, the enemy, and you will continually be able to move forward in the kingdom. You will see great advancements. Don't, don't despise the day of small things. Well, I just said to that person, Lord loves you. That might be all a person needs to find out that God loves them. What's great about God is he takes these simple, I don't want to always say dumb because I say that a lot, these really easy, simplistic things and makes impacts in people's lives. It could be something as simple as a, as a smile, a glance, a prayer, a saying, a statement, an email, a post, whatever it is. God can take that smallest thing and make it enormous. All I want you to do is think for a split second about the book of Daniel, how that, that mountain, that mountain that Daniel talked about, that, that consumed the earth, started with a rock. And then from a rock, it grew and it grew and it grew. Who's the rock? Jesus. And from him, it grows and grows and grows. You don't have to do everything perfect for him to make it grow. God gives the growth. Remember what Paul said? Uh, he, plant, he said, I, I planted, Apollos watered. 
but God gives the growth. And he is in charge. So even though it might seem like the enemy has frustrated your plans or stopped you from doing something, don't be so quick to to assume there's failure there. Be quicker to assume the plan of God is in the midst, and he has a purpose behind everything. That's what I tell you. That's the way you kind of need to think about the Lord, okay? He's really cool, okay? We're not as cool. All right, don't forget tomorrow, preempted for basketball. And then uh, be in prayer for me uh, so we can figure out what we're going to do on our three-year anniversary if whether we're going to go see your, uh, my brother-in-law or just uh, figure it all out. So need prayer, need wisdom. Love you guys. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas taking a more than a 22 and a half hour break then we'll come back another 22 and a half hours after that god bless you Opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.